listening to the Save the Marriage podcast. Your marriage can be saved and strengthened if you have the right information. Join Dr. Lee Bauckham as he explores ways for you to improve your relationship and your life, starting right now. So how do you know when you're making progress in your process? That's a pretty big question, and it's a question that was posed by a listener, Phil. Uh, Phil asked me, how do you know when you're making progress? Are there telltale signs that your spouse is working their way back to you? And I would rephrase that a little bit and say, are there telltale signs that the relationship is beginning to move in a positive direction? He says his wife and he don't fight any, but they have ended up just kind of being roommates. And sometimes they have great conversations, but a lot of times it's just being roommates. So he also says that this has been going on for a long time, almost, uh, and in in this case, in a in-house separation, which raises the question at the end of how long before this is unhealthy to you? Those are great big questions. And as you know, right now, I'm answering listeners' questions as much as I can. I do have limited possibilities of doing that. But if you're interested in getting your question answered, easy way to do it. Just send me an email podcast at savethemarriage.com. That's podcast at savethemarriage.com. So here's what you're looking for. You're looking for a, a question that you might have that's kind of broad, but not so broad. For instance, if you say, how do I save my marriage? Well, I wrote a whole program on that and I've written books on that. If you give me so much that it's only about your situation and you notice that Phil asks a question that applies to everybody, like, How do you know when you're even moving forward with this? So if your question is kind of that Goldilocks place where it's not so specific that it's only going to be about you and your relationship, nor is it so broad that it needs a much bigger process, right? There's no way in 25, 30 minutes that I can answer everything about how to save a relationship. That's why I created those programs. But I can give some guidance on specific questions like Phil's. So... If you've got a question, give it to me. Let me know what it is. I can't promise that I'm going to answer all of them, but I'll do my best. If you have such a specific question that you really need some help in something that's only about you, that's a good sign that you might need some coaching. And we also have that too. But if you're interested in submitting a question, again, podcast at savethemarriage.com. Now, let's go with answering Phil's question. Because, you know, a lot of times people... um, kind of look for where the path is. And and I've laid out the path pretty well. The problem is that a lot of times that path can get kind of dark, hard to see what's going on. Years ago, I was walking on a trail and, and the trail was shown on a map very clearly. The problem was as I was walking along that trail was beginning to disappear. There were times when I couldn't quite find it and I wasn't sure if I was on it or not. And I felt like I wasn't very, you know, I was kind of looking for the signs along the way. And so I would look at the map and I would keep walking and I would go, oh, okay, here is that big pile of rocks. Oh, okay, here is uh, that fence that's there. But I, I was never quite clear about the path as it was going along, even though the map showed it very clearly. So I've laid out a map for you. That's the Save the Marriage system and uh, lots of other material. And the question is, how do you know if you're on the path? Or more clearly, how do you know if your spouse is joining you on that path? One of the things I warned about 
is reading tea leaves. And so I want to talk a little bit about that before I give you some uh, ways of knowing whether things are getting better. And, and I want to just caution you that reading tea leaves can be detrimental on both sides. Let me tell you why. So reading tea leaves is when you watch your spouse's actions and you use that as some formulation of where things are going to end up in the future. Not, not necessarily where they are right now, but in the future. When we future forecast, it's very dangerous because there are so many different parameters that we don't know what's going to happen, and, and yet we do it all the time. You know, we use some, something, whether it's our own feeling or our own actions from somewhere else, and we're kind of extrapolating what's going to happen. I've lived my life as much as I could asking, uh, can, I, can I wait and see where this goes? So I would live with, we'll see. This was particularly true when I was sick. Uh, lots of people were telling me, even family members were telling me all the horrible things that could happen to me from what I had. And I already knew that. I had the same access to the information that they had. I could look on the internet just like they could. WebMD would tell me exactly what was going to happen or at least could happen to me. So I knew all of that. And so when they would come to me and tell me that, I would simply respond with, well, we'll see. And sometimes that felt like a dismissal for them. You know, they, they would argue that I wasn't looking at reality and, and looking at the possibilities. And my response was, I knew the reality. I knew what was possible. But possible doesn't mean what's going to happen. So we'll see. And so I encourage you to look for the we'll see. Here's why. Let's say that something really bad is going on. You know, you're looking at something, oh my gosh, this is, this is horrible. All this is pointing to the fact that we're not making any progress. And so you read that in and you suddenly get fearful and stop acting or you start acting in ways that are counterproductive or you suddenly start uh, changing everything around or, or get desperate or, or something else. And suddenly you've changed the trajectory that might have been okay. You just had, at, were at a momentary point of struggle. Or let's say something good happens. And so you either change your strategy or you decide everything's okay and you let down the progress you've made. That's the danger with reading tea leaves. So when you start reading tea leaves, trying to figure out what some action from your spouse means, it can be dangerous. So I'd use that as kind of a, uh, a thing to remind you, right? Because I don't want you to hear these signs as exclusive or definitive, meaning there are going to be some other signs. I'm just going to point out to five of the five signs that maybe things are getting better and, uh, and they're not definitive, meaning that you could see a sign here and there. And that doesn't mean that you've succeeded. It just means that that's where the progress is right now. So understand that this is uh, not, uh, well, I, in reality, it is. I was about to say it's not like weather forecasting, but it really is. I'm looking right now at a very sunny sky when yesterday the forecasters were telling me it was going to be cloudy. And I'm looking at temperatures that are well above what they told me it was going to be at this point in the day because it's sunny. And so recognize that that's a kind of an incomplete art. Um, it's the same thing that happens when people try to predict what's going to happen with the stock market or anything else. There's so many variables that we sometimes get hung up trying to predict rather than trying to make our best laid plans and follow out our, our plan as we can.
Years ago, I met this guy who uh, wrote a book about how to be a rational investor. What he basically laid out was a formula for how you invest well in the stock market and how you not allow your emotions to circumvent that, to get you to try something different, to suddenly change your rules in the process, that you need to have true guidelines in that. And what he told me was that very few investors actually manage that. They think they do, but they're, they're cast about by their emotions. And so they get up and they hear some report and nothing has changed for the company they're dealing with. And suddenly they have changed their, their strategy. So just remember that it's very hard to clearly predict what's going on when somebody's not telling you. Because uh, clearly the first sign that things are going better is when a spouse says, hey, you know what? Things are going better. I think we have a chance. I'm not even going to include that in the five little um, uh, signs that you're going to look for. I just want to point out that that, there's that, that one obvious sign and the spouse will say, yeah, let's work on this. Something to that effect. Things seem to get better. I think we have a chance. Let's work on this. I'm really happy with where things are going. Let's move forward. All of that is pretty obvious. That's not even a sign, right? That, that's the obvious. So what are the more subtle signs? Well, number one, warming interactions. Sometimes it warms so slowly that we don't even notice it. You know, there's the analogy of the frog in the kettle that if you slowly warm the water, the frog never figures out that the water is moving towards boiling and and so it catches them, you know, by surprise at the end. I've heard that that's a myth, and yet it gives us a good thing that when things slowly start getting better, Sometimes we miss it. And so you have to sometimes compare over the course of time. Maybe there is less animosity or less arguing or less, um, you know, kind of caustic wording. There's less frustration and anger in the voice. Um, All of that is about warming. Now, notice that warming is different than uh, someone just kind of giving up. Sometimes people go from being angry and upset to just not caring at all. And so it can feel better because you're no longer struggling, you're no longer fighting, but in essence, what's been replaced is just disconnection. So that's not what I'm talking about. I'm actually talking about when things feel a little bit warmer. Either they've been disconnected or angry and they start feeling warmer. Uh, Maybe you're getting more uh, smiles or at least less disdain. That would be a sign. So you're looking for that. Sometimes it can be subtle. So be careful when you're looking for it. Don't make that to be your defining piece, but understand that when there is a warming interaction, then you're moving in a positive direction. The second one is lower defensiveness. Many times as relationships have disconnected, as you moved away from anywhere near we, you will notice that there's a defensiveness from both of, both of you. Maybe you're hiding things. Maybe you're assuming the other person is uh, making the worst of things. You know, the, the, the defensiveness is a clear sign that you've broken down to you versus me. When we're a team, teams aren't defensive with each other. They're not trying to self-preserve. They're we-preserving. They're protecting the self. So, uh, or, or not protecting the self. They're protecting the corporate And so when couples are doing well, there's not much of a need for defensiveness. Now, let's be clear about this. We all have hidden parts of our life. 
we, none of us are going to share every thought in our head. So if you're looking for 100% transparency as your definition of lower defensiveness, I don't mean that in any relationship. I really don't need to know every thought that anybody has because some of those thoughts just aren't helpful. Some of those thoughts are very temporary and some of those thoughts are just thoughts. That's just what they are. Our, our mind sometimes cooks up things that are not so helpful. And so I don't need to know everything that goes through my spouse's mind. You don't need to know everything that goes through your spouse's mind. You just notice that there might be less defensiveness in this process. So they're not reactive when you're asking, you know, you sometimes uh, I watch couples say, oh, so, uh, you know, what do you have planned for the next couple of days? Why do you want to know? It's none of your business what I'm going to do. Okay. That's a defensive response. You may not have been trying to figure out if they're going to go somewhere that's going to be detrimental or dangerous to the relationship. You may have just been asking an informational question. And so sometimes when I'm working with couples, my, uh, my observation is to say, is it possible to hear that as informational? Because informational, when somebody's asking, hey, what are you going to do? They're not, it's not an inquiry. It's just an informational question. And that can be a different piece. And that kind of brings us to what that lower defensiveness and maybe warming interactions look like. This is number three. Number three is where they are less assertive about some things. They make less assertions about, A, the need for separation or divorce. Right? Sometimes people hear that and a spouse is just constantly going back to that refrain of, we've got to separate, we've got to divorce, I just don't see a way forward. And as that's on the decline, it's not that maybe it, it doesn't come up, but it doesn't come up as often. They don't have the need to, to restate what they have said. Uh, and that's often a sign of, of kind of a turn. Another one is when there is less assertion of hopelessness of the relationship where they say, you know, I just don't see a way forward. There's no way we can move forward. I don't see a way for us to get past this. That doesn't mean it won't come up. It just doesn't come up as often and begins to be on the decline. And when it's on the decline, it's because they're having more moments when they're seeing a possibility. The more moments they see of possibility, the, more, the less they're talking about the lack of possibility. And um, they also have a less assertion of the confirmation of impossibility. Confirmation of impossibility is when somebody says, see, this is exactly why this won't work. The way you just acted, the way you just reacted, this is the proof I needed that I'm doing the right thing or something like that. When they are looking for proof of the impossibility, you know, they're still at a stuck point. As that uh, confirmation of impossibility begins to wane a bit more, in other words, sometimes you might not be on your A game, you might say something or it might be interpreted in some way, and yet they don't immediately go to that impossibility, that's a sign that things are getting better. The fourth sign is kind of an interesting one. It's, uh, let's call it gravitational pull, right? We know that objects kind of pull towards each other in the universe, right? There's a gravitational pull. And, and so the more disconnection there is, the less gravitational pull people have together. The, the more their connection grows, the more the gravitational pull. So what does that look like? Well, they kind of want to be around you a little bit more. There's a more of a gravitational pull to be around you, to, to kind of be in your, um, your zone, right? Um, and so the, the force field, the gravitational force field, you're, they're willing to let you be there and you're willing to be, and they're willing to be in yours, so maybe nothing 
is going on, right? Maybe you're not interacting, but they're around you more. They, they're willing to be in the same room with you. They're willing to be in more proximity with you. They're more willing to go to events and things like that. That's the gravitational pull. When I'm feeling super close with my wife, <clears throat> I notice. She, you know, I'll go seek her out. Even if I'm busy doing something, I'll go do something with her. And it's not that there, I mean, this is just kind of a matter that's more than normal, um, we have a normal, we spend a lot of time together anyway. And so I'm just pointing out that the more connection you have, the more you kind of seek each other out and have that gravitational pull. So look for that gravi- higher gravitational pull as a sign of that. And the fifth thing I want to point to is the acceptance of bids. Uh, a bid, according to John Gottman, is when somebody makes a point that's kind of a connection. And it can be very subtle, right? It could be wow, look at that beautiful sky. That's a bid for somebody's attention to what you're attending to. Sometimes it's a, boy, my arm hurts to see if they'll say, can I rub it for you, right? So there are lots of different types of bids we give. Um, Sometimes I love you is a bid. Sometimes a hug is a bid. Reaching out for somebody's hand is a bid. Um, pointing to something important in life is a bid. Sharing something, you know, here's a cookie, would you like one? Um, things like that. All those are bids for connection. Gottman talks about the fact that when a relationship is not going well, couples miss each other's bids. And the more we miss each other's bids, the worse the relationship gets. And so when we're able, and by the way, it's bid like a B-I-D, not a B-E-D. Don't confuse those two things. It's like a bid. uh, I'll bid on this, right? You're bidding for attention. You're seeing if they'll accept it. So the more they're willing to accept that bid, the more you can tell that things are getting better. And when they start giving bids, that's also a point to that. Okay, so I very briefly want to talk about when is it unhealthy, because I really think that that's a place where uh, you have to choose this. I, I think it's okay for everybody to have kind of a, a, a line in the sand that I'm not going to go beyond this, right? I'm not going to work on that if this happens. You just got to make sure that it's, it's, for, it's a, a healthy place to be. Sometimes people are like, I'm not going to work on this if they don't immediately come home and work on it, right? Some, sometimes people draw this line in the sand that is so narrow that it's bound to be crossed immediately. Um, So that's not what we want to look at. We want to look at a couple of things. One is when you find yourself breaking your own morals and values. Notice I didn't say when your spouse is breaking morals and values. There are lots of people who restore their relationship after a spouse is dishonest cheats on them, does all kinds of things because that comes from a bad place. But the question is when you start violating your own values and morals, when you're giving up your own morals and values in uh, an attempt to say something, that tells you something about what you're willing to give up. You're willing to give up something very dear to you in order to get there. Second place that's unhealthy is when you find yourself giving up integrity. Giving up integrity is when uh, it's not just it's beyond that morals and values piece, but giving up integrity like you're lying about things or maybe you're spying on your spouse. Right. When you're doing those things, you're at a dangerous point. If you can't stop that, it's not maybe you don't take a peek, you know, because they left the phone um, unguarded or unlocked that taking a peek that one time, a couple of times even. But when you find yourself constantly doing that breaking your own sense of integrity, that's a sign that has become unhealthy for you and, and could be dangerous, and you need to think about that. 
The third one is a bigger one, and that is when you're trading your long-term security for a chance at a relationship. I've watched people uh, allow a spouse to take them to the cleaners in divorce proceedings because they didn't want to cause a ruckus. They want to cause a problem, so they allow themselves to lose the custody or lose uh, money or lose access to things and, and all of that in the process of them trying desperately to save a relationship and all the spouse was doing was taking advantage of that. So I don't think you have to give up your own safety, your own security down the road in order to save a relationship. And if you do, that's a dangerous sign for you that you have uh, begun to move in an unhealthy way. Okay, those are just some general pieces. A lot of this stuff really needs uh, sometimes some, some discussion, some coaching. You might want to ask a coach, hey, is this becoming unhealthy for me? Hey, is this something that maybe it looks like it's turning around? And if you need kind of a, a way of doing all of that, I'm going to invite you, as I normally do, to grab my Save the Marriage system. I mean, it, this is me answering some general questions, but if you really want to get into how to save a relationship, Man, the way to do that is to have a program that guides you through it step by step from the quick start guide all the way through to what do you do if your spouse is resistant. Right now, I'm including even more, right? I am in including a week free of my VIP virtual coaching where I have lots of other resources, including the fill in the blank plan, um, the training on doing an apology letter, my uh my piece of, of how you build your day, which is the Thrive Journal. I mean, so many different trainings are available to you and you can have access for a free week all by saying yes when I offer it. You're going to have to say no. So all you have to do instead of saying no is say yes. We don't, we don't trick you into it, but you do have to accept it or say no. You can't just leave it alone. And the last thing is on your download page, you can also claim a uh, free uh, get started session with a coach. Again, not mandatory. You can skip it. But if you want it, it's a good get started session that'll help you make sure that you're headed off in the best direction. And if you need some coaching, that's a great place for that to start. So you can find that by going to savethemarriage.com. That's savethemarriage.com and get busy with that so that you can begin to work towards turning this. So you're asking the question, hey, is this a good sign? That's a great thing when people are asking, is this a good sign? Because they are in motion with that. And if you have a question for the podcast, remember podcast at savethemarriage.com. That's podcast at savethemarriage.com. Otherwise, I wish you the best as you continue to work to save your marriage. You've been listening to Save the Marriage Podcast. For more information and help, please visit us at savethemarriage.com.